and this this man's son was um, very ill um, at the point of death, as the Bible says there. Uh, so he tried his, you know, um, he tried to reach out to the Lord Jesus if there's anything that he could do, and I believe he 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 really was um, 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 he, he was really uh, having this hope. Um, if the Lord Jesus Christ would be able to touch his son or, or, or would be able to do something to his son, his son would be healed. So again, um, he found the Lord and immediately he pleaded with the Lord. He pleaded with God. He pleaded with the Lord Jesus to come down and heal my son. But again, the answer of the Lord Jesus Christ was not really the, the one that he wanted. The Lord Jesus Christ answered him with this very startling answer. And Jesus said, except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe. But again, that is not, you know, the answer that he wanted. The Lord Jesus Christ did not say, yes and come come and go down with him it's like in effect he's like saying to the man no i won't come but again this noble man heard the next word and he pressed the lord he pressed the lord right there when the lord jesus christ said, except um except you see signs and wonders you will not believe but the Lord Jesus said the next word that if you go go thy way and your son, thy son, leave it. And with that words of the Lord Jesus Christ, this man took that word of the Lord Jesus Christ and believed. And he went back to his house and he, as he was on his way to his house, he met his servants. And reported to him that your son is healed, your son is alive, and they, 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 um, the, you know, they maybe um, talk about what's 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 the situation there, what happened there, did someone like um, do something to to the to the boy or to the child, and uh, no, it's just a miracle that the fever left him. And they asked what time, what time the, the, the miracle happened? It's about seventh hour. And the man knew that that was the same time that the Lord Jesus said to him, thy son, leave it. Now, as the result to that, as the result to that great miracle that happened in the life of this man and his household, as the result of that, he believed in the Lord Jesus. And not just and not just him that believe in the Lord Jesus, his entire household, his entire household believe in the Lord Jesus Christ too. A lot of salvation happened uh, when when the miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ um, took place with this um, with this man. And again, in this miracle, um, we have we have here we can see the illustration of. Of, of the way the sinners come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. This is always like a pattern um, of someone that, uh, that do not know God and eventually they come to know Christ because again, this, this kind of situation happened to them. And let's take a look at the, at the uh, incident that happened um, to this nobleman and let's use this our point of view um, and see this man in his need. And we will see this man also in his obedience. And we will see this man in his blessing. How he praised the Lord in the end. First of all, I want you to take a look at this verse in verse number 46. Verse number 46. The Bible says, So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain noble man, whose son um, was sick at Capernaum uh, when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee 
he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, uh, for he was at the point of death. Now again, this man was a man of great need. You understand that I believe he looked so stressed, he, he could not sleep, and um, he, he made his way, and perhaps he was using chariot or donkey or whatever he used to travel, this 40 kilometers uh, travel. But again, this man was overwhelmed with his great need. You can see a person in great need. He could not sleep. Perhaps this, this man was, uh, um, um, you know, exhausted, dehydrated, and his, his thoughts was on his son. His son was sick, in, in need of help. And the, in verse number 26, and in verse number 27, he is at the point of death. And in verse number 49, you will see that he asked the Lord, he begged the Lord, and to come before his son dies. Again, this is how faith begins to some people. This sometimes happens to so many people, and they come to the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because they experience such a great need. When they are brought into a place of great distress and need, and all human help has failed. Perhaps he went to his to his neighborhood. Perhaps he, perhaps he went to the, the, the known doctors, and the doctors could not help him. Perhaps he went to he went to you know uh, all uh, spiritists in that place, but the spiritists in the place could not help him. Perhaps he went to. Um, um, to ask um, um, anything from, from his contacts, from his connections, but no connections could help him. There's no one that could help him. Everyone around him failed him. Then he heard of this uh, person, um, in the person of the Lord Jesus. Although many personally for many years, um, he doesn't really care about the Lord Jesus, perhaps. For many years, um, he denied the Lord Jesus in his life. Perhaps for many years, he dishonored the Lord Jesus Christ. But when his great need came around, that great need um, drove him to the Lord Jesus. Because he tried everything else, and there's no help. So... He would try the Lord Jesus. This is now the last resort. If the Lord Jesus Christ would not help him, then he would have to accept the reality that his son would be God. I talked to you about the prodigal son um, several weeks or a few weeks ago. And we learned a great deal of um, you know, principles there in that story of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son had money and he had friends around him, he could ignore all the thoughts of his father. He did not think about his father and he did not think about returning unto his father. And in fact, in his heart, maybe his father is gone and he doesn't care and he's not interested of anything about his father. But again, what happened next to this prodigal son, when the Bible shows us that when he began to be in want, then he arose. When he began to be in need, I will tell you, my friend, in Luke chapter 15, look at this. Verse number 17, uh, verse number 14. Luke chapter 15, verse number 14. The Bible tells us about this prodigal son and what happened to him after he had gathered all that money, after he had gathered all the treasures of his fathers and his and, and his portion, and he and he went off to a far country and spent all his money. The Bible says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Now jump to verse number 17. After he cannot buy
buy food for himself anymore. He could not buy um, um, clothes or anything, especially food. Then, verse number 17, then when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. My friend, this prodigal son is very similar to many of us. We will not go to God and we will not come to God if everything is okay. If our money is the bank, in the bank, it's okay. We have we have good amount of money there and uh, we cannot finish that all. Uh, we have good house and we have good cars and um, we have a steady flow of income and our economy is well. Um, we don't care about God and we don't care about calling upon God. We don't need God. The same mentality as this prodigal son. And perhaps also the mentality of this man. The noble person, this noble man who has a son that is sick. But perhaps at the first that was his thinking. He doesn't care about the Lord Jesus. He doesn't care about a God as long as, you know, he has everything. But now he begins be, began to be in need. He has a need. Then, because he has a need, and there's no one, there's no one around him that can answer him his questions. There's no one around him that can help him his need. Then he is ready to return to God. This person is ready to return to God, just like the prodigal son. He was ready because he began to be in one. He, he has a great need. He could not feed himself. He could not find food. And he cannot buy food. So now he is in great trouble. Then he began and he was ready to return to his father. My friend, our journey in this life begins when we realize our great need of God's help. When we, begin, when we begin to realize that we have this need, or sometimes material needs, sometimes, sometimes physical needs, and sometimes, and great of all, is the spiritual need. When we have this spiritual need from heaven, then we begin to seek the Lord. This is no different. This story here of a nobleman, perhaps the same. This man in his crisis, look at this, he heard. He is in crisis. He is, he is destitute of help. He, 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 he wants people to help him, but he could not help him. But in verse number 47, John chapter 4, verse number 47. The Bible says, when he heard, my friend, this person, as he sought for someone to help him in his need, all of a sudden, he heard. He heard. He heard of the Lord Jesus. But my question, who told him about the Lord Jesus? Who do you think told him about the Lord Jesus? What, was it someone who, who, who had been present at the wedding at, in Cana? Who, who witnessed and knew the story of the, the, the water turned into wine and, 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 and said to this man that surely if, if this man, Jesus, can turn water into wine, he can help your son. He heard. Perhaps right there, right there, this man in his heart sparks that faith sparks that little glimpse of hope he could not stay there and wait for his son to die before his eyes he has still a little glimpse of hope with that little glimpse of hope he took with him you see people will do anything when they are in trouble People will do whatever it takes 
just to help them in their trouble. Some people, they turn to Christian science. If there's no Baptist church around. Some people, they will go to spiritism. Some people, they go to wizards. If they, if they have members of the family that are sick. Why? Because they need help. They need answers to their questions. They seek spiritual truth. They, they seek God in their lives, but there's no one around. How many, how many communities in New Zealand that do not have a church that preach the word of God? How many people here in New Zealand that do not come to church and, and hear God's word? A lot. There's a lot. But this man heard and that gives him hope. A glimpse of hope. Someone has said that first the nobleman's faith was just a spark. Then it became a fire. Then a flame. Then a mighty conflagration. That is true. I do not know uh, where your faith stands at the moment. I do not know where you are, you, are, you are still at the spark moment. I do not know whether you have the flame or, or whatever is that in your heart right now. But I will tell you, my friend, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. That's Romans chapter 13, or chapter 10, verse number 13. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This man, in his crisis, he heard. What a blessing it is that he heard. And this man, in his crisis, he came. He came. Go back to Romans, I mean, John chapter 4, verse number uh, 47 this time. John chapter 4, verse number 47. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Now immediately after he heard um, uh, of the Lord Jesus, this noble man sought the Lord. He is setting his heart ready to take the journey and wherever, whatever the journey takes him, wherever the journey takes him, he is going to find that Jesus. He is going to, to look for that Jesus because he knows that only Jesus. Um, he, he, he already lost his hopes over there in their hometown. No one could help his son, but this one, he will try. And praise the Lord that he, he did that. Because I will tell you, as I said a while ago, people will just go to places where uh, they can find a glimpse of hope. In the Philippines, in my country, um, people there who got family that are sick, they will they will take the the efforts and the, and all spend all their resources and money to take their sick relatives and travel them and put them in the car and, and travel into the far far south and 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 climb into that mountain and then they will witness there the apparitions of Mary and 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 see the you know the miracles that would happen hopefully that there's a miracle that would happen i will tell you they will do everything and anything because they are in need that's what happened there if there's no church that that's uh, you know preaching the word of god in the place and you see this man was ready for this journey and this journey involves around 40 kilometers travel and he traveled over rough country roads and, and whatever it is. But again, the hope shone in his heart. He doesn't care about the sleepless nights. He doesn't care about food. He doesn't care about, you know, um, 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 whatever things there. What he cares about is the healing of his dear son. His faith probably at that moment was like a, a, a grain of mustard seed. But that's what all it takes. 
That's what all it takes. That is enough. When you have that uh, faith uh, like a grain of mustard seed, he must have on his way, you know, um, traveling towards where the Lord Jesus Christ was. On his way, I think he must have reasoned to himself. If Jesus can turn water into wine, then surely he can heal my son. That hope there, that hope is what, you know, he has. And again, I'll tell you, my friend, if the Lord Jesus Christ can turn water into wine, then surely also he can help you in your problem. He can help you in your need. I wonder if you reason like that in your in your mind. The ability of our God to help. And the reality of our God. When we pray unto Him that He can listen and He can hear our prayer. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land, will heal their sickness, will heal their problems, will heal their relationships, will heal their finances, whatever it is that need, needs healing. I'll tell you, the Lord is able he is able to do great, you know, um, the things that we do not know of. In his crisis, this man heard. In his crisis, this man came. And in his crisis, this man asked. He asked, notice verse number 47, chapter 4 of the book of John. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him. Having come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he confessed unto the Lord Jesus his need. And there he asked. He asked. He besought him. What is the word? What's, what, what's that word? Besought him. My friend, that is, he begged on him. He pleaded with the Lord and begged the Lord. And that's a very strong word. Very strong word. And again, this nobleman emphasized the urgency of his son's need. Sir, come down to my house and heal my son. He said, my son is, at, is close at death. Very close to death. My son is near death uh, situation. My son needs help. In verse number uh, 48, 48. But the Lord Jesus Christ tested the man. And the Lord Jesus did not say yes. I believe that has an impact in his heart. A little bit of discouragement here. A little bit of discouragement. I, I expect the Lord to say yes. I expected him to say yes, but he didn't. And the Lord tested him. And he, you know, pressed on the Lord and said, Sir, come down before my child dies. In verse number 49, he said there, The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down here, my child dies. But again, he asked the Lord. That's the most important thing that he did here. This man, the most important thing that he did, that he asked. You see, the way to receive the Lord's help and blessing is so simple. Just ask. Because the Bible says, ask and it shall be given thee. It shall be given you. It is not so complicated. Our God is not so complicated. It's so simple. Just simply ask him with your true desire. What is your desire? What do you want God to do to you? What is that that you, that you want God to do to you? 
If, if it is salvation that you need, it is salvation that you desire, my friend, we have Romans 10.13 that will answer that. Romans 10.13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a special promise from the Lord. It's so simple. When you have a great need, then ask. Just ask. But the problem for many Christians, they are so busy, they cannot ask. A lot of Christians, they cannot ask the Lord because they have a lot of assignments. They have a lot of work to do. And they have a lot of chores to do. They have a lot of games to play. They cannot ask. But my friend, God wants you to ask. Very simple. See some of these examples in the Bible. A lot of examples I can show you. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 41 and 42. Notice here. I'm saying, what went thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Then, and Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. This man received his sight because he asked. Luke chapter 23, verse number 42. Luke chapter 23, verse 42. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And, and Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. He went to heaven with the Lord. Why? Because he asked. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 25. Matthew 15, verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Now, this is a woman in need. Then jump to verse number 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I will tell you. My friend, they got what they asked because they asked. All you need to do is ask. This man in his crisis, he asked. In his crisis. And secondly, let's take a look at his obedience. The obedience of this man. The man experienced the Lord's blessing immediately after he acted in faith and obeyed his word. John chapter 4 again, verse number 50 this time. Verse number 50. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The man believed. Wow, this is what is needed. The man believed. The moment that he took the Lord at his word, that moment the blessing came. The moment that you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, your blessing will come. Faith is not a mysterious thing. Again, here you can see that it is a knowledge of His Word and taking God at His Word is the most important thing. You believe what the Bible says. Amen. Believe what God says in His Word. And the man believed. Believe the word that Jesus had spoken. Again, his obedience enabled him to gain the necessary knowledge of God's promises. He knows that God said it in his word, then he believes it. Whatever God said in his word, he believes it. You see, if we only have come to Christ and we know uh, we have been received by him, if you have come to the Lord Jesus, and the Lord Jesus will never say, Oh, I don't, you're not the kind of person I want to save. No, the Lord Jesus will not say that. Any person that will come to the Lord Jesus right. will be saved if you just come to him by faith. Yeah. 
Yeah. Notice here what he said in John chapter 6, verse number 37. John chapter 6, verse number um, 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. If you come to the Lord Jesus, he will accept you. The, if you accept the Lord Jesus, he will accept you. Yeah. That's what he is. We have come to Christ and we know we have been received by him because he promised it. Amen. And we know that if we believe on him, we have passed from death unto life because he said it. Amen. In John um, chapter 5, verse number 24. John chapter 5, verse number 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. We are still here on this earth, but we have already passed that death unto life. We don't have to wait until we, we die and go to heaven and then we can be sure. No, right here, the Lord already has given us the assurance that we have passed from death unto life the moment that you receive Jesus Christ. That is very clear in His Word. And we know we shall never be left alone because our God has spoken that he will never leave us alone. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I do not care what people will do to me. I will not be afraid because the Lord is my helper. We know we shall never want anything in this life. Why? Because God promised it. And in, in Psalm 23 verse number 1, he said, um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We will never want on anything. My friend, our obedience to the Lord will enable us to gain that knowledge of God's promises. Our obedience to the Lord uh, will also enable us to witness a life-changing miracle just like this man. This noble man, he experienced and, and witness a life-changing miracle. As a Christian, my friend, one of the greatest things that can happen to us is the, that experience of a miracle. I do not know if you have experienced God's miracle in your life, but I experienced a lot of miracles in my life. That is why, just like this um, uh, word in Hebrews, that I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Because the experience of great uh, miracles of the Lord um, is, is very helpful. And notice how the first part, again here, if you go to um, chapter 4 of John, verse number 20, uh, 53. Verse number 53. So the Father knew that it was the same hour in the which Jesus uh, said unto him, Thy son liveth and himself believed and his whole house again he was he started just a glimpse of hope and a little bit of faith to the lord jesus but he has not experienced a greater miracles yet he has not experienced miracle yet he knows that he performed miracles miracle in canaan he, he knows that he performed a miracle of turning water into wine but he has not experienced it himself he just heard it and because he heard it, he, he has that little glimpse of hope. He was like living in the dark in that moment of his faith. Now he simply relied upon the word of, of the Lord Jesus. He received that word, go your way, thy son liveth. Now that is the next step of that, of that hope. And he believed what Jesus Christ said. And upon his arrival to his home, the moment he sees his son well and good with
when he sees his son um, healthy and running and, 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 and as if like nothing happened. Then he sees the miracle so perfectly, so perfectly before his eyes. That miracle is just sealing the matter about his faith. And he believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing is not just him, but entire household. His entire household believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the Lord wants every one of us to have faith in him. And to know the, the full assurance of our faith. To know the absolute assurance. Assurance about our salvation. Assurance about God's great providential working. And assurance about um, our eternal security. Assurance about our future destiny. We can be sure about the things uh, by simply trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting His Word. Just believe what the Bible says. Believe what God's promises um, to us. In His crisis, in His obedience. Lastly here, let's take a look at this blessing. The blessing of this man. The noble man and his household believe. And again, everyone in his home got saved. First, first, um, um, the great physical healing of his son. His dying son got healed. And again, what could be more joyful to see that your children, you know, get, got healed. What could be more joyful to see when your when your dying son is alive and well? There's, I believe, every father understands um, the, the feeling of this of this man. Every father here understands how 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 great is the blessing from God when our children when they are sick and God healed them. What a great blessing it is. And then, after that great physical healing, comes this great spiritual blessing. Because it's not just the healing of his son, it's the spiritual healing of all the entire family. All of these people are bound to go to heaven because the Lord saved them. The joy of all joy, not just the healing of a child, but also the family's blessing of eternal salvation. My friend, it is God's plan to save you. Why? It's not just to save you. The purpose of God, why He saves you, because He wants your entire family to be saved too. When that Philippian jailer um, um, beat Apostle Paul and Silas in prison, and he thrust them into inner prison, and at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises, and the prisoners heard them, and then there was this great earthquake, and all the bands loose, and, and everyone is free to go. And this man, the Philippian jailer, is about to commit suicide. And Apostle Paul, stop him, don't do that. And then he came trembling, Sir, what must I do to be saved? And there's no other answer to that question. The answer to that question is the same. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And thy house. You will be saved and once you get saved, pray for the salvation of your household. Because that is God's plan. God's plan is to save you first. That after your salvation, you must be a testimony in your household. So that people also around you will come to know Christ because of you. My friend, God will save you and your own household. That is always his plan. I got saved in 1993. Uh, the first person that got saved in our family is my brother Julius. There were 11 of us in, our, in the home. 11 brothers and sisters. And brother Julius is our youngest. I'm the second. So, brother Julius got saved. After, um, after a year or so, um, Brother Harley and myself got saved, and May got saved, and lots of our siblings got saved, and then my mother got saved, and almost all of us 
because some of my elder brothers they already have own their own religion and they do not believe what I believe but again maturity of our family um, came to know Christ and got saved and what a blessing it is to experience salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ and not just me get saved and all the rest of the family will, will get saved the Lord has saved you in order that through you the salvation of God might also be brought unto the people around you you see in his crisis in his obedience in his blessing all of this redound to the glory of God because God should be glorified in the lives of the people now in conclusion this morning this miracle here in in chapter 4 of the book of John is just an illustration of God you know healing from a distance in other words the Lord Jesus Christ does not have to come down and touch you the Lord Jesus Christ does not have to leave heaven and, and set his feet here on earth so that he can come to your house and, and, and heal your sickness the Lord Jesus Christ can help you and can save you and can heal you wherever you are Again, he said here, if my people in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from a distance. Will I hear from above? That's what he said. Will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands? My friend, if you just put your faith in the Lord, your faith will honor God. And once you have your faith in God, God will honor your faith. And the blessings of God will be upon you. This helps us for every blessing that we receive from our Lord, from our gracious Lord to us. And the Lord, even from heaven, He can still bless us here. He can still answer our prayers. He can still heal our sicknesses. He can still help us from a distance, from, from, from the throne of God, where He is now seated at the right hand of glory and power. And the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord that we know of, is the Lord that has compassion upon us. When he said, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. Because um, he scattered abroad a sheep without shepherd. The Lord is, is full of compassion and love. And he waits to bestow upon us fullness of blessing. All the desires that we have in our heart, God would love to give it. The Lord is, is, you know, eager to give us what we desire. But all you need to do is, you know, put your faith in God. Ask the Lord. Open your mouth wide. And God said, I will fill it. Open your mouth wide. Do not limit God in your life. And serve Him with, with sincerity and truth. Serve Him with all your heart. The Lord is a God that should be praised in your life. Because the life that we live right here is not for us. The life that you live is not for you. The lives that we live here on earth is for Him. Yeah. In, in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things. And for Thy pleasure... For your pleasure, Lord, your pleasure, not my pleasure. For thy pleasure, they are and were created. We are created for God's pleasure, for God's glory. You are what you are because God wants you to glorify Him. Oh, Pastor, I, I work this, I, I sweat this out. You know, I work hard just to, to be where I am. My friend, it's not you. Now you are what you are because God wants to, glory, to be glorified in your life of who you are. 
Give God the glory of your life. Return unto Him the glory that also belongs to Him. And when you do that, the Lord will honor you. Because God honors your faith. And God will bless you even more. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the blessing that you have given to us. Thank you, Father, for the great reminder. And what a blessing, Lord, this man believed. And he asked. Lord, these are the things that sometimes we, we overlook in this life. We have a need, but we don't believe. We have a need, but we don't ask. Lord, thank you for reminding us today. And Lord, thank you for allowing us to see that we should only believe your promises in your word. The words that you have given to us, these are promises of God. And we can hold these promises. And we can believe these promises and embrace these promises to be ours. And every promise, Lord, that you have placed in here is ours. Lord, personally, I will take them. And I will believe, Lord, and I will, I, I will believe what you say in your word. And Lord, thank you for um, speaking to us this morning. And I pray, O oh God, that um, you have, you, you have um, given us, Lord, enough reminder uh, for us to contemplate about your goodness and about who you are and what you are planning to do. And Lord, just like this noble man, what a blessing, Lord, for him to experience that first-hand miracle in his life. And I pray also, Lord, that each one of us here in this church will experience that first-hand miracle. Not just a miracle that we've heard from the Bible, not just a miracle that we've heard from someone else. We want a miracle, Lord, that we can experience with our own eyes or in our own hand. Not, that, not because for us to believe in you, but Lord, we also will already believe in you. We just want that miracle, Lord, because that will strengthen our faith. That will, that will harness all the power, Lord, that you have placed in our heart through the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, bless your people and enable your people to experience great and mighty things which we do not know yet. And I pray that in every blessing that we experience, you will receive the glory and the honor. Lord, we... Um, um, honor you, we magnify your name in the midst of your people and we thank you Lord, in Jesus name we pray, Amen Amen. Let's all stand and let's sing the final hymn